2 Timothy 4 and 2 says, Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Welcome to the In and Out of Season podcast, where the conversation will be real, relevant, and still religious. I'm K.L. Jones. I'm Herschel Williams. And I'm R.L. Wesley. We are all ministers of the gospel with varying backgrounds and opinions. Join us as we share our thoughts, perspectives on current events, politics, race, and matters of faith. Whenever together, great conversations ensue, and we've decided to share those conversations with you. So here's your invitation to our world, a real relevant world with God at the helm. share with you all uh, uh, on a topic today um, that is timely and uh, kind of relevant mm-hmm. um, as the entire nation, and I guess I could venture to say the world on yeah. many levels, yes. uh, pause uh, to uh, remember Kobe Bryant um, and uh, his uh, tragic uh, unexpected demise. Yes, um, yes. I think by the time everybody listens to this, they're fully aware um, that he's uh, passed away in a helicopter crash. Um, he and his daughter, as well as uh, seven other individuals, right. um, uh, women, men, children, uh, right. everyone uh, that was part of that flight. Just a tragic situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, I believe uh, they were on their way to a Basketball game right, yeah. uh, for uh, Kobe's uh, Mamba team. Right. Uh, the young girl that is, uh, that is uh, as the Gigi's daughter, Gigi, Gigi right. uh, played for, uh, played on. Uh, you know, a lot of questions. Um, people mentioned, you know, why were they in the helicopter? I think you can go back and check a clip on YouTube. Kobe kind of explained mm-hmm. his effort to try to make more family time. Right. And that, that was just a beautiful uh, example of a, a great father in a right, sense. Right. Uh, him purchasing this helicopter so that he would be able to spend more time with his, his daughters. Mm-hmm. And we all know how that we've heard about the LA traffic and how right, right, right. Getting places. So he got this helicopter so he could go practice early in the morning and then come home right. and take and his still be with right. You right. know what I mean? It's that's, beautiful, that's, man. Um, and so we see that uh, ent- entire um, uh, incidents taking place, and you know we all have been kind of dealing with um, you know the nation. Like I said, the world has been mourning. Um, so we wanted to spend some time on our podcast, just kind of uh, remembering him for ourselves, mm-hmm. kind of sharing in some of the things that we connected uh, with him on um, in his life, um, both on the court and off the court. Right. Um, just kind of share uh, with you all, kind of. Um, um, our perspectives um, on you know what we can take from this um, as we kind of examine how to best live and to best carry on our lives and to think about his legacy. Um, Brother Wesley um, was an actual, let us say, Kobe basketball oh, absolutely. fan. Absolutely. I asked him, was he a Lakers fan? No. And he was had to be declared. Kobe. The reality was he was a Lakers fan. So as you, uh, you know, uh, you know, growing up as we grew up, you know, watching him as 
transition from a point in the league where right. Michael Jordan was right. the man. The man. And the Michael greatest. Jordan, and still know, is the yeah. greatest. That's not the debate for the show today. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Williams. But, <laughs> but um, so that was a big change in the NBA. And so you come <clears> in. <throat> Um, and you're seeing a guy who kind of we passing the mantle, right, someone right. to come up who's like him, emulate so on and so forth. What did Kobe mean uh, for you? Well, I'm sure it's a lot of kids can relate with how they have viewed LeBron being that uh, great player that yeah, came right. straight from high school, right, right, came to the right. uh, NBA, and he set the NBA on fire. So just. Right. Just hearing that story, I remember, I mean, from him even being on the uh, Moesha show back in the day yeah. before he even I remember. Away, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that was, just, that was just following those type of things. And then uh, you just like, man, what is this young 18, 17, 18-year-old finna do with this basketball in the league? Yeah. You know what I mean? Having essentially low expectations for him at first. You know what I mean? That is uh, true. Him going to this uh, historical franchise in the mm-hmm. Lakers mm-hmm. and remembering that they had – Eddie Jones at the time right. and Nick Van Exel. I mean, which yeah, were they right. not smucks? Yeah, they, these are <laughs> pretty sure, good NBA some, players. These were some pretty good NBA players. Right. So, uh, him coming into the league, and I believe his second year in the league, he wasn't a starter for the Lakers, but he made the All Star team mm-hmm. for the West yeah. as a starter. So, just becoming a fan, following his career, uh, and then as you followed him, you like, man, he's he's playing a little bit like. Michael Jordan, Mike, yeah. his game yeah. resembled Michael Jordan's <laughs> yeah. game just a little bit. And uh, just having that opportunity to to follow his career. And the more we got into his career, to just see that it wasn't just basketball. He wasn't right. just a basketball player. He was mm-hmm. a very intelligent uh, person. Very intelligent. Uh, yeah. How he spoke different languages. Right. How he grew up right. in Italy. Yeah. Uh, how things were so much different for him, for him coming to America and actually... Uh, his glue was uh, basketball. Right. You know, He's got like an inside or outside. Thing. Right. Right. You know what I mean, and to just um, to flourish the way that he did, mm-hmm. uh, I think that anybody that that uses the term basketball instead of just saying ball, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. Because um, Michael Jordan did it a lot too. He didn't just say ball. He would always say whenever they passed me the basketball. Yeah. You know, it just um, it showed a heightened sense of intelligence with him in a way with me and to just want to know more that was in his brain more so than just mm. to see him as a an athlete and as we went into his career we uh, got a chance to hear a lot of his interviews and some of the inner thinking that he had right. and uh, some and then once his career ended to see um, he was really into storytelling he wanted yeah. to tell these great stories right. he wanted to yeah. uh, to, to the point to where he even won an Academy Award for uh, Dear Basketball. It's a pretty big deal. It was a very big deal. I think so, so. Yeah. Um, Kobe was just, I mean, I'm not going to be the person to say Kobe couldn't do it wrong. I was yelling at the TV a lot of times. <laughs> like, hey, man, you need to pass the front. <laughs> but, man, I just, I mean, I, yeah. I, uh, as a basketball player, I love to watch him play basketball. Mm-hmm. I love to see the way he thought about the game. And then I'd love to see him evolve and right. uh, become what he was becoming as True. he was moving forward into that next career. And then, uh, man, a lot of times, especially when you're on that level, you take fatherhood for granted. Right. You know, that's true. Uh, we hear stories all the time yeah, about all the people time. who have regrets and then those children end up on a lot of reality TV shows right, right. that people watch today and all of those things kind of come out. Yeah. But 
it seems obviously different with him. To to come up with that idea so that I can spend more time with my kids. Yeah. Uh, to drive them to school and uh, spend that time. Like I wish, you know, with my job, I don't get the opportunity to do right. that. To hear mm-hmm. somebody on that mm-hmm. level um, putting those things in the forefront. Dealing with those same kind of struggles and concerns and issues. Right. right. And uh, to see that, I, okay, I love my kids. Right. And this is what I'm going to do to make sure I spend time with my kids. Absolutely. It was a blessing to hear that for me, especially... Somebody that was a black father, and then somebody that was on his level the way he was. Right. So it just really touched me to hear the things that he was doing with his kids. Right. Was there like a certain moment where you were checking him out? I mean, because you know Kobe first came into the league, as you mentioned, right. wasn't that successful? <laughs> Everybody remember the air ball Man, game winning, <laughs> tried attempts, attempts, right. <laughs> didn't win the game, but he attempted. <laughs> Uh, and their ball was it like a moment where you were like, you know, where you just kind of like, this is the guy, like where you kind of, you know, I think kinda... um, I saw the Lakers and the Bulls play because I was I was a big uh, Chicago Bulls fan, right? right. When right. It was rooting for Michael Jordan, and it was right. really rooting for Scottie Pippen, right? Because so Arkansas, 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 that's right. So I hear that a lot. <laughs> so just loving the Bulls the way I did, and then seeing this guy come, it like okay, so you got my favorite basketball player of all time is Allen Iverson. Okay. Okay. Right. When he crossed up Jordan, right, right, right. right. That, that was a big deal for you, right? In the close second, it was Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. and then it was, I would say it'd be Michael Jordan. And I'm, mm-hmm. we're not talking about we're not ranking, we're not right, right. Ranking, but that's just who you. That's those who those are the people fans that of. I, right. We're fans of one, two, three. And to see him come into the league and take on Jordan the way he did, right. And I remember it was a it was a game where the Lakers they had ran off on the Bulls, and uh, they were they were beating the Bulls, and just remembering. How Kobe was playing that night and knowing that he was going up against who was the greatest player in the league at the Absolutely. time. Just seeing that passion that he had was like, okay, it's something about him. Right. So, um, and then you get to the air balls and um, I, that was his rookie year. And I think really that's the, the the point that you, that I became a real fan of him because he was willing to take the, those shots in that moment. Yeah. Uh, being a rookie who yeah. didn't start uh, coming straight from high school Taking those shots. The moxie, huh? Yeah. Like, like okay, this guy, he going to be something. I know he missed these shots right now. Yeah. I know they were bad. Man. I know <laughs> bad they were bad. Balls, but it's something about him. It's, it's, it's going to be, he's going to come back from this. So mm-hmm. I think it was just having faith that he would come back from that situation. Yeah. And as we see, those those things made him grow. That adversity Absolutely. that he had to deal with mm-hmm. in that, that first year really uh, helped him grow into where he was the black mamba. Right. Yeah. Right. If he was getting the ball at the the end of the game, you pretty much thought that he was going to come through. Yeah. And a lot of times he, he did. did right. <laughs> a lot of times he did. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Brother Williams. Um. Uh, now, your familiarity with Kobe, you was you were kind of mentioning off, uh, Mike, had a lot to do with his post career life and some of the things that he was getting into. A lot of the things that you showed interest in. How did you relate to him as far as that life after basketball and the ventures that he was taking on? And, and how did you become, become a fan of that aspect of what he was doing? I wasn't really a Kobe basketball fan. Right. I mean, and I'm not really a sports guy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for me, uh, what sparked my interest about Kobe, man, was the interviews that I saw after he retired, mm-hmm. right. um, I'm a. Just two things I'm very passionate about. Number one is my blackness. Number two is entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And 
to understand Kobe's mindset. You know what I mean? What what drove him? I remember him talking about one summer he was in a uh, he was in a camp and um, he went the whole the whole season and did not score like one point like right. at all. You know what I mean? Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Not not at all. Not a point. Not a layup. Not a, point, not a free throw. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And rather than him going home discouraged and throwing in the towel, man, he really pressed himself to say, you know, I'm going to get back at it and I'm going to do better the next time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that level of tenacity you have to have in order to be successful. You know what I mean? Uh, he sought out the greats to be meant uh, to, to, to be to have as mentors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael Jordan was definitely one of his mentors. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just to see his dedication and his commitment uh, to being as great as he was as a ball player, even though I didn't really follow him, I knew he was a great ball player. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so undeniably. So after after he retired, he was saying, what is it that I can do with so much passion as I had in, in basketball? What can I do with that much passion What's my next step? And mm-hmm. that's what he was talking about, the storytelling and the book writing right. and all of this. And, and, you know, man, I think for me, man, to see an African-American retire from uh, the NBA and not blow all of his money, still all be right. connected as, as, a, as a father, uh, as a husband, mm-hmm. um, and as a, a, a major contributor to the to his community and those people he was connected to. It's just impressive, man. Yeah. It's impressive. I think there's one thing that a lot of people don't know about Kobe Bryant because I guess, you know, he didn't really make a big deal about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I saw an interview recently with Michael Eric Dyson talking about the different things that he did and contributions he made behind mm-hmm. the scenes right. for African-American community, yep. for a lot of those people who, uh, a lot of those uh, mothers who had their son slammed yep. by police, like, Tons of activities behind the scenes that a lot of people and even if know. even in front of the scenes, I remember him uh, wearing the "I Can't Breathe" shirt right. uh, mm-hmm. and shoot around right. when that situation happened with um, what was his name, Kyle? Um, 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 in New York City, where the uh, right. the, uh, the the cop applied the cop applied the, the chokehold uh, right. um, to uh, um, right now the name escapes me as well. But, yeah. It'll come um, to the yeah, we don't know who we were uh, referring to, um, but um, um, the th- that was a, a, a monumental moment. I think one of the things that kind of separated Kobe on on that level, because we know not to spend a lot of time criticizing uh, Jordan, but one of the things that came about, even right. though he emulated Jordan game a lot, Jordan was really apolitical in a lot of his stances. Right. He didn't really do True. a lot of speaking on politics, so that was one area where. Kobe kind of stood apart um, right. from someone that we often compare him to yeah. as far as, um, um, you know, um, basketball players, uh, so to speak. Um, so, um, entrepreneurial mindset, the mama mentality in business. And Absolutely. that's how you essentially, uh, Brother Williams, kind of came up a fan. That, uh, that connected me to Kobe, man. Yeah. It did. It did. And like I said, man, just him as a person. You know what I mean? Just to see... Um, his humility, um, but yet still, still be passionate about what he's passionate about. You know what I'm saying? And just continuing with the spirit of excellence. I mean, I mean, he had a spirit spirit of excellence with with his basketball game, and he took it he took it to, to home. You know what I'm saying? Like like mm-hmm. Ro was saying. I mean, this guy 
he wanted to be with his family. So what did he do? He bought a helicopter just right. to make sure that he could to be, be able there. to drop his daughters off. Yeah, that means the world, man. You know, yeah. what I mean, the cats, man. That I'm sure live in L.A. with the same amount of maybe not the same amount of money, but with a lot of money, enough money to where they could buy a helicopter just to be with their kids. Who like, you know what? It ain't that big of a deal. I'll just write you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of that. A lot yeah. of that. Uh, it was uh, Eric. Garner. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Eric Garner. God uh, rest right. his soul, um, and, uh, and peace and blessings to his family. And, and you know, I got I got to say this, man. You know, and I really admire people like him of his caliber, being able to to stand up and jeopardize um, jeopardize losing something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In order to to say right. to make this injustice is un right. it's unfair, right. man. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and I'm not trying to make this about Kaepernick. You know what I'm saying? But but him as well to see these guys actually stand up and say, I'm willing to to lose something. Right. right. Mm -hmm. I'm so willing to, to lose make, something. To make a stand. To make a stand. To make it Because it's necessary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I respect that. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, my my Kobe journey is a little bit different uh, because when Kobe was a basketball player, you know, I was Shaq. Or Shaquille O'Neal, let's just say, for those who may not know. <laughs> if you on TNT now, now you see I him, you see yeah. him on TNT, you know, NBA, and the uh, uh, general the insurance the commercials, commercials. Yeah. all the different commercials. You know, he got, Shaq, a, he got a powder commercial. Shaq is selling all yeah. kinds of stuff. Shaq selling, selling this, he selling that, big, selling everything. Man. So that's yeah. how people know him now. He's an advertising genius. He right. <laughs> he Shaq defies things. And, uh, made a lot of money doing so. But before that, I was, uh, Shaq was, you know, one of the most dominant NBA big men in the history of the game. Boys breaking goals on I mean, <laughs> shattering backboards. Yes, sir. Pulling yes, sir. down goals. Pulling and down goals. Yeah. So, you know, you know, as a young kid, you know, I was a Shaq fan because I was a big guy taller yep. than everybody else. I played post. You was. Uh, you still taller well, than everybody yeah. else. The yeah. thing is, I say tall. I mean, you know, the, I, yeah, I am taller than everybody else. <laughs> but I'm not NBA tall. You know, I'm Derek Fisher tall when I thought I was going to be Shaq tall. So I played like Shaq, acted like Shaq, wanted to be like Shaq, you know, did things like Shaq. So I was I was a Shaq fan, you know yeah. what I mean? And so Shaq, you know, went from Orlando to the Lakers. And so my fandom uh, followed Shaq. <laughs> followed Shaq from, 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 the, from the East Coast to the West Coast. Yep. Um, and so, you know, here I am, you know, looking at Shaq as a Laker, you know, um, 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 I used to root for Magic Johnson, you know, you know, uh, back in the day, right. never was a fan of Michael Jordan and subsequently didn't really yeah. like, that ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, and I didn't like Kobe Bryant either. Right, right. You know, um, I didn't like the I didn't like the attitude. I didn't like the cockiness. I didn't like the arrogance. Yeah, I didn't like yeah, the meanness. Yeah. I didn't like anything. The fact, all of the things he did, like Jordan, I didn't like because I didn't <laughs> like Michael <laughs> Jordan. Right. Yeah. Things got exacerbated and just way more um, of an issue for me with Kobe when the whole situation with Shaq contract played out mm -hmm. right. and the Lakers chose to keep Kobe. Kobe right. right. And the ship shack to Miami. Right. And I was living. <laughs> so the fact that I didn't like Kobe because he was like Mike got ten times worse because yeah. now he has run my favorite Your player. Favorite, right. Yeah. 
off from the team. The only reason you're paying attention to him at all. <laughs> the only reason why I'm seeing Kobe is because I'm watching Shaq. Right, you understand right. what I mean? Right, Shaq right. is the one who got three finals MVPs, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Shaq yeah. is the one carrying this team. And now uh, the Bus family decided they were going to ship Shaq off to Miami and stay with Kobe. And so, you know, I was just not a fan of Kobe. I pretty much rooted against him. Um, the entire time, hence that moment forward. I mean, I was through anti Kobe with the Kobe, with the Lakers, everything. I just turned my back on them all right, together. Right, right. Shaq, you know, won the ring with D Wade in Miami. I was just rubbing everybody's face. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. I was just, you know, I don't want to be like Shaq with the freestyle, but <laughs> my whole team. With I was just, I, I had no love for Kobe. The Lakers didn't even make the playoffs that that year. When no, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Right. You know, and so that was something I was glad about. So I just, you know, in my coming into, you know, Kobe Bryant, it was no love lost. You know what I mean? I used to tell people all the time, I'm president of the Kobe Bryant hater club. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's me. I didn't like him at all. You know what I mean? But I obviously had to respect him on some level, you know what I mean, for the, his ability on the court. Same right. way I had to do Mike, but I just wasn't a fan. I didn't like the style. You know, the attitude, so on and so forth. Right. And so it took Kobe's retirement really for me to come around because it was in his retirement. And it's something I, you know, we'll talk about momentarily. But for me, I didn't really become a fan of Kobe Bryant until I started to see his interaction in particular with Gigi. Now, his older daughter is an athlete as well, but her focus is volleyball, and she's a really good volleyball player. Mm -hmm. But uh, Gigi was the basketball prodigy that everybody is seeing right. the clips of and the videos of with him at the games with her because she's, you know, interested in basketball. It was her favorite sport. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, most of our listeners know that um, I have a daughter. Um, and my daughter is also an athlete and she plays volleyball and basketball. And, you know, the reality is, you know, in the time that I found out I was having a daughter, just like most men, I panicked. Absolutely. <laughs> you can right relate. On, on I don't about know about that. anything about that. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 I was uh, blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> But uh, no, so you know, but that is kind of the thing, though. You right, know, right. Uh, for most guys, I mean, if we tell the truth, yeah, it is a serious concern, fear. Yeah, absolutely. I would venture to say absolutely. when you have a daughter, like you, like what in the world? Yeah, because we we had not always been saved. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> we just yeah. Let's tell the truth yeah. about the situation. It's uh, real, and I mean, you just have all kinds of fears. I mean, you you wonder. I wondered how I was going to be able to relate. Like, I'm not a girl. How can I relate to a girl? I mean, you know, my mind, you know, right. back then um, was just more closed off, you know, than it obviously is at this point um, with maturity and growth. But I just had no idea, you know, like what I was going to do. Like, I, you know, wanted boys, all boys. And I right. just had no imagination uh, of, you know, what what it would be like to raise a daughter and how I would do it and, you know, what my expectation was. You know, the thing is... My mom had two boys. You know, my father had just me. So it's just boys, you right. know. And so that was all your cousins. <laughs> yeah. What was boys. I was thinking? You yeah. know what I mean? Most of my cousins, boys. It's two girls. You know, in the you know the original crew. 
Um, on my on my father's side, on on my mother's side, there was a lot of girls. But still, I, my mama had two boys. My daddy had me. To me, boys, boys. Was boys. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. But my first child, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the first one is a girl. There she is. And um, so you know, watching Kobe and the kind of the level of emphasis he placed on, you know. Being there with his daughter, you know, the encouragement of her as an athlete in particular, right? Like his belief in her, you know, that she could be just as good as anybody and do just as great, so on and so forth, as any uh, boy anywhere, you know, and that it was just as important to him what she was able to accomplish as it would be if he had sons. I mean, right. I remember him telling the story, I guess, on Jimmy Kimmel, I think it was, where, uh, you know. He was kind of talking about how, you know, good his daughter is and, you know, how her mind is kind of learning the game of basketball and how she is uh, progressing so much. And he said, you know, people will walk up to him and be like, you know, um, you got to try, you know, to try to have a, to have a have boy. A boy. <laughs> yeah. So somebody will be on to carry the legacy. And right. he was like, his daughter was like, you know, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here. I can carry on the legacy. Yeah, I got this. True. You know what I mean? I'm the one. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basketball is my game and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. <clears throat> I got mama mentality and y'all are going to hear about me soon yeah. enough. And, you know, as things started to progress, you know, eventually we yeah, did. We did true. begin to hear about her. And so, you know, that whole idea of what I saw Kobe doing and his belief in his daughter as an athlete, legitimately. Yeah. You know, sexism and all those things still play such a big part in athletics oh, yeah. and the way oh, yeah. we view sports. And so a lot of times the women's games are, you know, downplayed, you know, in comparison to the men's game. But Kobe was working really hard to change that dynamic. Right, right. And his involvement with the WNBA, his support of his daughter and coaching her and because of his notoriety and people following him started to really start. He was part of that wave that is going on recently to kind of change opinions. And and me watching him pour into his daughter, to, you know, with the same kind of level that he yeah. would a son, yeah. you know, pushing her, teaching her, coaching her games and all those different things. Mm -hmm. That was really an inspiration for me. Like yeah. it changed my perspective um, as a girl dad, right. you know, hashtag, you know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, for me, that was kind of when I started to become a fan of Kobe Bryant. It was never on the basketball court. Right. I was always rooting against him. Right, right. <laughs> always. But after, I guess, <laughs> after, after his after career, his post career, right. and the way he poured into his daughter, it inspired me, you know what I'm saying, to kind of believe in her capabilities, my daughter's capabilities right. as an athlete, to push her just as hard as I would, you okay. know, my sons, yeah. you know, um, and to, you know, pour into her just as much as I would my sons in this athletic endeavor. I mean, I thank uh, God that she's interested in athletics, you yeah. know what I mean, yeah. because it gives us a common bond, right. Right. Uh, you know what I mean, uh, but, you know, that whole idea about what she can be, what she can do, how good she can be, the great heights that she could go to, that whole idea, the way Kobe embraced that as the father of a girl, not looking at it as something like you lost something or that you right, didn't accomplish right, right, something, right. but that she is just as valuable yeah. um, and has the same capabilities and not to try to put her in a box or to kind of push her, okay, well, because she's a girl, she needs to learn how to sew and right, cook. Right, oh, no, you know, all that, you know, machismo right. and sexist stuff, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, being honest about it, right. that you know, we think you know uh, around the idea of what womanhood is, but seeing Kobe do that with his daughter really, you know, changed my perspective uh, Absolutely. as Absolutely. a father of a girl, and so. I became a fan of him in that regard. Um, and I think on some level, I think we can all kind of speak to what we saw him do as a father. Right, right. You know what I mean? That right. makes us kind of relate to him more. Uh, now, Brother Williams, you have a girl as well. She's not as into athletics, but she's a, a great cheerleader. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, as a father, how do you all relate to Kobe in, in, in fatherhood? How do you kind of uh, give y'all your perspective or, or inspire you as fathers? I, I mean, I think I think it's just inspirational, like you said, man, to see his devotion to his daughter. You know what I mean? That relationship, I think, is motivation to any father that desires a relationship with a daughter. You know what I mean? Right. Because like you said, man, I don't care who it is. We all kind of wonder at first, man, like, am I going to have a real connection with my daughter? Like, what are we going to do to have it? You know, what, right. what are we going to have it coming? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so to see that connection and that bond between the two of them, it definitely is inspirational, man. Now, my daughter is definitely not an athlete, but... Um, well, you know, cheerleading is in athletics. It's pretty athletic. <laughs> not the same kind of... I mean, not the you know. same kind of athletics, you know what I'm saying? But... Uh, but, you know, it's definitely, like I said, it's inspirational. And so I think it, it kind of motivated me to to desire to have a deeper relationship with my daughter. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It was very inspirational, man. I, I'm, I'm definitely inspired by his life, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I actually wanted to have a daughter. I wanted to have a daughter first. Right. Uh, but Maybe I, you should try to have another boy. Nah, and then, <laughs> then you might get right. a daughter. Right? Right. That's a done deal. <laughs> Next question, but uh, right. <laughs> but just to uh, you know, our our kids are our future, and we really right. have to Absolutely. invest in them. And the thing that I saw from him was, you know, definitely could have been um, sad about not having that son to carry on the right. legacy. Right. You know, quote, quote. I mean, he he was one of the top tier basketball players Absolutely. have ever done it. And to say, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna have a son; you have to pass this down, right. you know, mm -hmm. to your daughter. I mean. Most people would be torn apart by that, right. but the, the, the he, sexism in us right. makes us get right. anything he, like that. He embraced having those girls, yeah, mm -hmm. and being the best dad that he could be to those girls, and that's just inspirational Absolutely. on so many levels. And fatherhood um, in general, and, and even as a black father, because right. I mean, I don't know the statistics, you know what I'm saying? But we I don't know. have to, but we know what people, right. yeah. the stereotypes. Absolutely. I mean, we, can, we don't need the statistics yeah. with the right. stereotypes. We know the stereotypes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's definitely a, a beautiful thing. When we can, and he can inspire so many other. People. You know how many pictures would have said, "I'm a girl dad," right? On the internet, right. yeah. And think about how many people he has inspired now to go out and maybe mend some relationships Absolutely. with their kids yeah. and get more involved in their lives. Um, and to believe in them, right? Yeah. And their right. capability. Yeah. You know, I think I think um, you know we look at his past equality and. Uh, we think about how it has brought so many people together. Absolutely. Uh, how, how it has really made you think about your loved ones. Mm -hmm. Just simply getting home. Absolutely. Being a man. blessing yeah. every day. And you know, I travel to work here. Every right? day. Yeah. Uh, so you think about like, man, just so We all on some level travel for work. But you were right. day to day. Day to day. day. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wasn't always consistent. <laughs> I mean, we might have a day a few days yeah. a week. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just the simple this understanding that it's a blessing to be Absolutely. able to, to, go, and to go to and fro. And to get back home safely and get back to your family, yep. like it really touched a lot of people to mm -hmm. understand. Like, All man, true. I cannot take my family or people around me for, for granted. granted. 
That's true. That's true. Man, I mean, you know, man, and when you really think about it, I know um, Kobe Kobe passed, and it really kind of cast a shadow over everybody else who passed. You know what I'm saying? And all those people have very powerful stories because they were all connected. You know what I'm saying? You know, but when you think about, man, this guy, uh, it goes to show you that money means absolutely nothing. Guy worth what something Man. like six hundred million dollars. Right. And I guarantee his wife will give every penny of it away just that's to have her husband and, and, and her daughter back. Daughter. You know what yeah. I mean? That's you know the truth. So I mean, man, my heart go out to them. I, I mean, man, to lose a husband and a daughter, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Prayers for Vanessa, certainly. Real talk, man. Definitely. Uh, Vanessa Bryan. I mean, it's an unimaginable thing. I mean, know there are other people who've been through similar situations, but sitting, we thank God that we haven't. Thank God. Um, but you know, this is something that's just really unfathomable. You know, in my mind, like I can't right. even. Wrap my mind around it all the way, you know. Like uh, I'm, like I remember Ashley telling me, like, man, Kobe just died in the plane. Like going on my phone, like, hey, it's not on the internet yet. Yeah, like, right. These news stations that reaction, like, to this, all this, that, this can't be real. Yep. You know what I mean? And then getting to the reality that, that it really was. Man, this really happened. It was something. Man. I was standing in my, I was standing in my pastor's study, man, mm-hmm. and my secretary was like, "Yo, Kobe just died." I was like, "No." Nah. It's a hoax. Yeah. Right. My wife got on her phone. She's like, no, nah, it's real. Like, he really is dead. And I'm still like, no. Nah. It's impossible. Man. Yeah. I said, man, they've been killing Sinbad for I don't know how many years. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, because it's a common joke. True, I mean, true, you know, Sinbad true. always ended up dead. You know, I was, similar to you, I was leaving, um, actually, uh, um, a member's home after church. Mm. Um, went and uh, uh, he been, he's been battling, uh, you know, cancer. Uh uh, praise God, his report's doing a lot better. But we were there just sharing, talking, you know. Um, you know, we had some really rough patches there. Right. Um, you know, and uh, but things are taking a turn for the better. And so I was leaving, and then one of um, uh, the deacons at the church sent a message to our, uh, you know, little group chat right. uh, with uh, myself and uh, the deacons of ministry. That Kobe Bryant had just passed away, and I was like, "Wait a minute, you know? right? Yeah. Uh, I just, he's doing too much good. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, right. so crazy, not like, him, right? Uh, how? What? Right? Wait, what? You know? And so I get in, you know, the car, and I turn on the radio, and the next thing you know, there are people, you know, then my some of my fraternity brothers start right, texting me, right, and then I start yeah. sending TMZ screenshots. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I was like, okay, like this is for real. real. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I couldn't, you know, believe it. It was yeah. just, you know, the, the the word of God tells us that life is like a vapor. It's like a vapor. You know, man. it's here one moment and gone the next. And it's still hard to wrap your mind around those things it because is. you just have an expectation, especially with someone so notable. That you expect them to just be around a long time. Oh yeah, just yeah. like just based off of their, you know, their popularity. Popularity. It's right. just somehow, somehow, even though we know better, right? It's just this idea that they should be around. Yep. But tomorrow is really not promised it's to not any of us, man. It doesn't matter how much money we have. That's real. You know, it doesn't matter how much of an impact we make or how successful we are. That's real. Whether we win NBA championships or Academy Awards. Right. You know, life is still like a vapor. It uh, is. You know, we're here one moment and we go on the next. The and Bible I, says we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. 
That's real. That is real. We, uh, I mean, uh, uh, but the, I guess it's important we kind of look at that reality and that aspect. And I don't mean to extend the invitation, but seriously, you know, it's important that you have a relationship. Yeah. And I guess that's one awesome thing that we can we can have confidence in, in because we received the reports that before they went. Uh, to the basketball game that, uh, you know, Kobe and, uh, you know, his family went to early uh, morning service um, to receive communion right. and then to right. to go forward to play basketball. And so even though maybe not something that he talked about all the time, it's good to know That's right. that he had a relationship. Uh, and so um, even though he had done all these great things and he had accomplished so much, he didn't rely on that as far as his ultimate, you know, the eternity That's right. and salvation. He made sure that he had a relationship first because the money wouldn't save him. The helicopter he it, yeah. or any of those things. Absolutely. And so um, I think that's a, probably an important lesson for all of us, you know, um, to to make sure that, that I know we go through so many different things. Uh, uh, so many things that people are struggling with um, and even... There are people who have a great deal of success and maybe you haven't really felt like you needed to rely on the Lord lately. You know, you didn't True. keep that, that relationship in perspective. I know we see a lot of people with a lot of money who really don't, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, they don't fool with God like that. Man, one thing, <laughs> one, one thing about having a lot of money, and this is absolutely true, man. It causes you not to have to depend on God as much. You know what I'm saying? Feel like right, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily true because in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you can lose it all. Just like you know that. what I mean? But but that gives you it does give you a false sense of power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can pull strings and I can make things happen because of my net worth. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Until you don't have it. Boom. Yeah, and then all the people that you mistreated and overlooked and took advantage of, mm-hmm. they looking at you on the way down. Right. Versus exactly. Right. So so you know, and the word of God says that it's it's uh it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than right. it is for a rich man to inherit the kingdom of God. And mm-hmm. we all know that that's not a literal needle. It's about but perspective. It is about perspective. It's not impossible for mm-hmm. the camel to go through to dip down and, and get in the gate. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it's mm-hmm. difficult because the reality is that most people don't want to humble themselves. They don't. Amen. Yeah. And we especially when they get money. I mean, know? money... Man, it, 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 it does it not make you humble. Kobe kept that in in uh, perspective. And you know, I say this. I say this one more thing about money, man. Um, of course, I'm not worth six hundred million. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For clarification, <laughs> but I, I, I you've had some success in business. I have like, just yeah, a little, right, a little. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I will say this, man. Um, and it has been said that money highlights who you really are. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, there are a lot of horrible people that we meet and that we deal with on a day to day basis. That had, if they had a lot of money, they would just be bigger, more horrible people. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. And uh, when you have good people and humble people before they get money, generally it'll be the same kind of person when they get a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. They'll just be willing to help more people. Right. Right. Example that we can kind of see in uh, in his life. That's real, man. Um, you know, I guess um, this is something that 
we have to deal with and we, we address the life of Kobe Bryant. Um, we want to be re respectful of all um, sexual assault survivors and um, certainly we uh, pray for them and you know their well-being, their families. Um, but we know Kobe, um, he's done many great things. Mm -hmm. And um, there have been incidents in his life that he's learned, that he's grown from. Um, one of those incidents um, that is most notable for us in the public sphere um, was the situation that uh, took place in Colorado. Um, right, right. With a young lady um, uh, back in the early part of the 2000s. Um, and... There's been recent, um, I guess, re-examination of it being brought up and discussed on various different levels. We know Gail King is in hot water right, right yeah. now because of the way uh, that she brokered the circumstance with uh, Lisa Leslie, who was right. a, 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 a retired NBA, a WNBA champion, um, a, um, and who was a very close friend of uh, Kobe's. Um, how do we place those incidents um, in perspective with someone living, you know, such a great life who accomplished so many things, who done so many wonderful things? What do we say? Um, or what is our response to um, something that's so tragic and? Uh, um, um, that has caused harm in the lives of other individuals. I think this is what we say, Kyle. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, for the majority of those of us who are beyond 25, okay, um, if you look back in all of our lives, you'll find something, you know what I mean, that would maybe discredit who we are today, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, right. Things that we're not proud of, mistakes that we've made, you know, but... Um, I think when a situation has been concluded, it should stay concluded. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, the the issue was it was it was resolved. It was thrown out. It was thrown out. Um, and I think that's where it should have been left. I, I, you know, when you're dealing with a tragedy like that, I don't know if that's the question that should have been asked. I mean, the how is it relevant? Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. How is it relevant? How does yeah. it apply to this situation? Mm -hmm. You know. Um, unless you're just trying to be malicious, that's my that's my personal perspective about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if we would dig around in her life, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we well, get the pro, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my yeah. that's my whole point. You know what I mean? So so, and I know maybe Gail Gail's Gail, life. Gail's yeah. life, yeah. right, right, and maybe in her perspective, you know, it was her being a good reporter, right, right, right. You yes. know, but but if the tables were turned on her mm -hmm. and uh, some of the people that she ran with when she was. 30 or 40 years younger. Really? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious to know what kind of stories we know about her. Right. And you know, this happened so long ago, and I'm not uh, diminishing, diminishing it. Right, right. Because of the time. But what because I'm saying, what happened, you know. They had the opportunity to for right. him to, mm -hmm. to sit down and discuss these particular things with him to, to get a real perspective from him of what right. went down and uh, what really happened on that night. So, uh, not diminishing the uh, victim by any means, uh, but we've had the opportunity 
he sat down and done plenty of interviews. Right. You could have asked him these questions yourself. Instead well, of, I, mean, I mean, that's the reality of these questions have been asked. Yeah. yeah I mean, true. a lot of this has been addressed on some level. Right. Um, I'm sure he, I mean, he didn't do an expose, and uh, she wasn't really trying to do an expose either. Right. We've had, you know, what we see in the court documents and research and all those things. And so that story is available uh, to read, to try to have some perspective on and understand, particularly from the victim's perspective, which I think we should, you know, value. Um, it was her testimony. Um, but she chose not to continue right. with the case. And I think Lisa Leslie, you know, put a capstone on it by saying she chose not to continue. So we got to have to leave it where it is. Absolutely. But, you know, um, for those who have dealt with this, who are suffering from sexual assault, and obviously, you know, God's, Love for you is paramount, and we're not saying by any stretch of the imagination no, absolutely. that Kobe um, is absolved, so to speak, from any of misgivings or misdeeds that have been done. But none of us are, right, you know. Right, right. Um, and so, on some level, you know, we know that the the wages of sin are death. But ultimately, we have uh, Big Brother Jesus to stand in the gap for all of us yes, uh, sir. Right, right. for the many transgressions. I think you know one of the things I take from Kobe's downfall, I mean, from that moment, is the ability to pick yourself back up again, to dedicate yourself to doing That's good right. things, to right. uh, to trying to turn your life around. Um, right. You know, he had his position um, on what he believed, and, and, and uh, we see how the case played out, but ultimately he took that moment of his life and tried to live his best life from that moment forward right. Right. Um, and kind of turn things into a, a place where he could become an advocate for women's athletics and uh, uh, um, an attempt uh, to rectify some of the wrong that he may have done. I think we all have done enough um, to where, um, you know, uh, we could we see ourselves as, as, as guilty right. um, on many different levels. But, um, you know, I think uh, as we look at his life and the application for all of us, no matter how far you've fallen or no matter what you've done wrong, there's still room for redemption Absolutely. in Christ Jesus. Yes. And, uh, and for us to be able to turn our lives around, uh, we've never gone too far right. that God does still love us and that we don't have the opportunity to turn around, turn towards him, to turn from our sin and our wicked ways and to be able uh, to... Uh, allow him to put us back together again. That's right. You know, um, that's I think right. that's a, a valuable lesson if we kind of look at that aspect of his life. And another thing I say too, Kyle, is is that man, it's a lot easier for us to have grace with the person um, that has the same sin as we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. easy for us to condemn the next person who has the sin that we don't have. Right. right, right, yeah, that's true. I want you to be understanding the my situation. Right, 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 yes, right, right, right. That's yes, very true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I haven't done that, then yeah, I don't right. no forgiveness for that. Right. But right. if I've done it, then yeah, yeah, oh right. yeah, right. I can certainly relate. Lord, right. God right. forgive us. Right, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> uh, but it is different. That's what, what I mean. That, I mean that's, that's, that's very true. That is the culture that we live in. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? Some of that, that cancel culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and this is not what the episode this is. This is what this episode is about. But sure. I think uh, some of that, you know, conversation around the idea of canceling people. I mean, canceling Kobe. Yep. Canceling Gail. I mean, canceling anybody. People yeah. make mistakes. What we need is room 
uh, for Absolutely. them to find the same grace that we all find. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And, uh, uh, and I think that's, you know, um, a testament to that. Uh, but we wanted to take this opportunity on this podcast, you know, a little more somber in, in the moment because we're dealing with the, the tragedy of loss of life of really, uh, you know, one of, I'm at to swallow some water to say it, one of the greatest <laughs> basketball players <laughs> in the history of the NBA. Um, I think we have to give him, give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. Uh, but I think we there's very different different aspects of his life that we all can take lessons from. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, oh, yeah. Different things about his life that we all can learn from that can inspire us, um, that can change us, and also help us to uh, know uh, that God's love for us is eternal. Amen. Uh, Amen. Uh, so we thank everyone for being a part of this experience. Um, this uh, uh, is a moment of tragedy, but there's so much we can learn from it and so much we can take and in, uh, in, uh, in apply to our own lives as we seek to be better fathers, That's right. Right. Uh, to have mama mentality in business, yep. uh, and you know, uh, to believe in our girls um, and their capabilities and their equality um, and all those other different things that we see. Um, So, uh, gentlemen, final thoughts? Man, take advantage of the people that you love. Uh, Show them compassion and love every chance you get the opportunity to. Yeah, yeah. Man, I definitely say, man, one thing about it I'll say is that, man, when, when, when me and my wife got home, um, Man, I really just surrounded my wife and I surrounded my kids and I just told them I love them, I appreciate them and tried to to just show that level of gratitude. I thank God that they're here, man, because they did not have to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to be here. You right. know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I encourage anybody, man, don't take nobody for granted. Wife, husband, kids. They got on my nerves this morning. You <laughs> right, know what I'm saying? Right, I don't right. want to have nothing to say to you to this yeah. evening. Like Remember this evening moments. might not even come. It might bro. not make come it to on, this man. evening. Real talk, man. Yeah. Real talk. Um, I think that's important for all of us. And uh, you know, I'll just say, um, uh, just to reiterate, um, that those opportunities are there for us. Make sure we take them with the ones we love. Real talk. Tell somebody that you love them today. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, uh, we love you all, and we want to uh, ask you guys to show us the love, reciprocate that love with your five stars, <laughs> That's right. with your shares, it's with your good. likes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, inbox this to your friends, to your family, your loved ones, um, as we kind of all go through this together. Um, we thank you guys for listening to the In and Out of Season podcast, where we will continue to try to keep it real. Relevant. Still religious. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see y'all next time. God bless. God bless.